everybody. What are you calling them now, Patrick? The time splitters. Our time splitters. I love it. <laughs> and it was an awesome video game on PS2. That, that That's where I got it from. <laughs> Don't tell them because we, you know, well, we won't get sued. Nobody's fucking playing that game anymore. Hey, <laughs> welcome to yet another episode of Sideways in Time. Not only another episode, but baby, we are in the double digits. We are in episode 10 today, Patrick. And I'm We super- made it. We made it. Now, from here, eh, maybe downhill. Uh, but no, it's super cool. I'm, I'm excited to be at our 10th episode. It's a small milestone, but it's a milestone. Hey, uh, by the way, over here, my buddy Patriot Pat, everybody, say hello. Hello. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I was prompting you to say hello because uh, they can't tell us hello unless they say it in the comments, which you never do. Yeah, I know. What the fuck? Anyway. It's okay. You don't have to. We would just really like you better if you did. Uh, we have a fun show. As you can see, the uh, backdrop, or assuming you're watching us on YouTube right now, uh, which you should be, you'll see that we changed the background up a little bit. And uh, why is that, Patrick? Well, uh, we are recording this on the 11th month of the 11th day, a little past the 11th, actually during the 11th hour. Yeah. Um, so uh, if if you know your history, that's Veterans Day. And I just blipped around. What are you doing? Um, <laughs> so, so yeah. So Luch made this beautiful, you know, red, white, and blue display. He's a sweetheart. And I I am a veteran. So I got my free Hy-Vee breakfast today. And uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to munch on my Lamar's donut a little later. And everything oh. I try to show you disappears. <laughs> they don't want um, us to see that label. So... Yeah. What kind of donut uh, is it? Uh, it uh, devil's food. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, needless to say, happy Veterans Day, everybody. Happy uh, Veterans Day. That's awesome. I, I knew it was coming up, and then I completely spaced on what day it actually was. And then uh, we normally record the podcast on Wednesday. Uh, being me as usual, I had to try to switch some things around, and Patrick was nice enough to let us, uh, let us do this during his, his day. So, well, yeah, Chris, Chris was like, do you mind if we do it Thursday? And I was like, dude, Thursday's Veterans Day. I'm going to be running around getting them a free shit. And then I'm like, wait a second. I'm going to go get breakfast, come home, eat it, take a nap, go out, get lunch. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think we're we're hitting B-dubs and getting some boneless wings. Oh, dang. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, it sounds like a, it's going to be a glorious day. And hopefully that reflects on this episode. Um, so we're going to change things up a little bit again uh we're gonna have a what if at the end of the, the episode this time it's been a couple weeks so figured it'd be uh, a good one to do and uh otherwise we're basically going to be talking about AEW for the rest of the show so uh but before we get to that we've also got a, a band from ringside jcb rant uh for the week but uh patrick brought up a good a good segment to kind of discuss because and there is a list of these people that i was kind of surprised about neither i knew or didn't know uh, but we'll call it Stars and Stripes. We're going to talk about uh, professional wrestlers uh, who have also served, um, being that it is Veterans Day. So, Patrick, you want to lead us with this one? Yeah. So um, I was trying to find a, a full list. And, uh, uh, yeah, it's a, it's from what Pro Wrestling Wiki. So some of these, uh, you know, I'm not going to go through all of them because there's you know, a hundred or so, but some of them were surprising and some of them are foreign, but they're still a veteran. So I'm counting it, you know, it's, it's our fucking show. So I say, I count it. Uh, I'm with you on that one. 
so uh, let's see. Uh, Afa. I didn't know Afa had served. Um, Arnold Scaland. Scaland. Uh, I'm trying to think of who that was. He's old, old school, okay. 60s. Oh, gotcha. Um, gotcha. Ashante Adonis in uh, yeah. uh, um, Pit Row. Uh, Big Swole, wife of Cedric Alexander. Uh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Bullet Bob Armstrong. Um, let's see. Who else? Uh, Crimson from TNA. Really? I didn't know he had served. Yeah. Yeah. And like, everybody knows Road Dog was in. But yeah, Crimson shocked me. I was like, really? Um, Freddie Blassie. He's in the Navy in World War II. You know, no shit. Uh, and uh, let's see. Oh, I crossed that guy out because he murdered his girlfriend and stuff. So we're not going to give him any time. Um, yeah, everybody knows Jackson Riker, Jesse Ventura, uh, Jason Prime. You're going, who the hell is Jason Prime? Primate from NXT oh. UK. He served in the uh, British Army. Uh, cool. And uh, ooh, that dude is jacked. He is one scary looking dude. Um, Michael DiBiase, Ted DiBiase's dad, or yeah. Ted DiBiase's grandpa, depending on which one. Right. Everybody knows Montez has served. Uh, the original Ox Baker. Yep. Uh, Perry Saturn. Uh, which was another one that surprised me, the Perry Saturn one. I mean, I you didn't know. Like, oh, oh, I knew. Uh, yeah, he was, he was a, uh, I think he, he was, was a ranger. He was a ranger. Yeah, army ranger. But uh, yeah, oh yeah, he was, he was badass. In fact, he was, yeah. Where I was stationed in Fort Benning, he would have been right across the street from me at Ranger School. Um, yeah, years so before. Should we should we count Randy Orton? No, I crossed him out because he was oh, dishonorably oh, discharged yeah. and he served yeah. time for going AWOL. Fuck yeah. him. Uh, <laughs> but we Evans. will count. We will count Tomatonga, Stu Hart, who served in the Canadian Army, and Trisha Dora, indie indie star. So that's, you know, it's not the full list, but those are the ones that kind of stuck out to me. Um, so, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there there was also a few that were, like, I knew and had forgotten. So Bobby Lashley um, mm-hmm. is one. Uh, it, this one, this list here says Conan. and Yeah, I saw, I saw that too, yeah. Navy, I think, um, mm-hmm. for a while. Uh, it even says Kevin Nash served for uh, a time. He did. He was, he was in Germany. He was an MP. That's crazy. And then, yeah, like some of the newer ones, like obviously Lacey Evans. And that's that's an easy one because, yeah. you know, she works it into her gimmick. Um, uh, Stephen Cutler. Yep. Was, yep. Uh, you said, uh, you know, Jackson. Uh, Corporal Kirchner. <laughs> Corporal Kirchner. Yeah. Sergeant Craig Pittman. Sergeant Slaughter. Yeah, there's there. I mean, it's you know, and it did when i think about it it doesn't really surprise me that the list is as large as it is like when when you come home and you're in great shape and you've got all these connections like if you've got you know you if you're still going to the gym however all these connections Mm -hmm. to get them into the wrestling business some of them were possibly already connected to wrestling that just decided you know what like kevin nash i thought i remember hearing his story where he was like look man i want to do that but while i'm trying to figure it out i might as well go do this and serve my time and come back and see what happens from there. But yeah, it's, it's, it's not something that I think about all the time, but there are an extensive amount of, of, uh, X and current pro wrestlers who have, who've, uh, who've served. Um, so that's super cool. Uh, after road dogs, another one I always forget about. 
Yeah, I knew Road Dog because, uh, yeah, after him and uh, Double J split, they were doing his thing, and he was talking about how he's in Desert Storm and stuff. Oh, yeah, I do remember that promo. Uh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's super cool. Um, like, And there was a few of them, like you said, that, that we definitely remembered, and then there was the, a few that I had no like. I like for me personally, I had no clue Perry Saturn served. That was that's crazy. Yeah. I had no idea it was Ranger. I I didn't know Big Swole served. I had heard of her, and then I clicked on her, and I didn't know she was married to Cedric Alexander. I was like, oh, oh, I'm learning all kinds of stuff. I want to say that I had heard that before, but it wasn't something that stuck with me. But, yeah. Um. Yeah, it's super cool. Um. I guess. Uh. I guess from there. We can because we got a lot of AEW to talk about. Pretty much the whole rest of the episode is was, dedicated to AEW. There was a lot that happened. Yeah, it's it's been a good few weeks. Um, mm-hmm. For I mean, honestly, since what was the last pay per view? All out. Uh, all in. All, all out. In, all, uh, yeah. All out. All out. Uh, all. I get those confused because all in was the the first pre AEW yes. one. Yeah. Yes, which actually we'll talk about uh, a little bit later. But so before we get into all that, I want to go ahead and drop the uh the band from ringside jason cornelius bell rant of the week uh it's an interesting one it has to do with wwe which obviously we don't talk a whole lot about and when we do normally i cut it out of the uh the audio version of the podcast because we just end up going into this hole where we repeat ourselves over and over about how much we can't stand certain things that they're doing uh and this would be one of those if we decided to elaborate on it so without further ado JCB, take it over for us, bud. He's heating up. This is banned from ringside. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, JCB, Jason Cornelius Bell. I'm back with my weekly rant. This week's rant is about the Survivor Series. You know, Survivor Series used to be one of my favorite uh, pay-per-views of all time. Uh, You had Undertaker's debut. You had some uh, interesting, you know, teams from the past. Five on five uh, crime, basically, where you could set up some potential feuds uh, going on to the end of the match in between during whatever the case may be. This year's Survivor Series is coming up in a couple weeks, and they just announced the teams on Twitter. Could you be any more lazy than that? I mean, I get it. You know, Bill always says that the Survivor Series should be replaced by the money in the bank as the the fourth big pay-per-view. If you're going to book it like this, then why not do it? I don't even care about the Raw versus SmackDown brand supremacy thing. If you want to do that, say that for the uh, the championships, title versus title. Big E versus Roman sounds really good to me. I don't necessarily care about um, Charlotte and, and Becky Lynch. That is what it is. We've seen that 15 trillion times. But if you want to do... You know, the Survivor Series five on five matches, do it like you did back in the day. You could just have raw teams versus raw teams, and then somehow, you know, and this might take a little creative, you know, WWE, you can just have the angles from raw all on in one match. So that way you can extend those angles and move it forward versus doing raw versus SmackDown after we just did a draft 
about a month ago where now, you know, some people moved, other people didn't. Some people don't give a shit about that at this point. You've been on a, a brand for a month if you got drafted to the other brand. Now, all of a sudden, you want to go to war for that that brand? Get the fuck out of here, dude. Okay, that's just, that's that simple, lazy shit that that's all I, I ever ask from WWE is A, not be lazy, and B, make it make sense. This is strikes two and three in the words of Ricky Bobby because they didn't do either or. This your boy JCB. I'm out. This is banned from ringside. And welcome back. Uh, yeah, I, I don't disagree. Um, the way they've handled Survivor Series is kind of like how they handle uh, the King of the Ring at this point. I mean, we're lucky we even got a King of the Ring back to begin with, but it's clear they don't give much shits uh, or too many shits about what they're doing and how to build these things. Um, but to their defense, they don't really have to. People are going to watch and talk mm-hmm. about it regardless at this point. So good on them. Uh, but yeah, it, uh, go ahead. It seems like it's a build to Royal Rumble. Then it's a build to WrestleMania. Yep. And then nothing else matters until the build uh, to Royal Rumble. SummerSlam some, most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. Other yeah. Like, okay. I will give you SummerSlam. Then after SummerSlam, the nothing matters. Nope. Until uh, Royal Rumble. Crown Jewel. Um, so, <laughs> uh, <laughs> kidding. Totally kidding. So, uh, so yeah. Again, thank you, JCB at BFRJCB on Twitter at BFRPod at BFRBill at BFRZach with an H at BFR. My dog is barking. That's that's kidding. Uh, I'm just kidding. So. Here in just a second, we're going to get into uh, the results from a little bit of uh, talk about Rampage and the CM Punk Kingston promo specifically. Um, And then we will also uh, further our A discussion from there. So we might as well get started on that. Um, People are still talking about it. And granted, it hasn't been a full week, um, but the CM Punk Eddie Kingston promo from Rampage uh, that started with CM Punk's um, kind of rant promo from Dynamite and KC the, the, the week prior uh, or a few days prior has been one of the most compelling uh, battles back and forth that I've seen or heard in a long time. Um, so on Rampage, Punk and uh, Kingston start to get into a little bit and they bring up some history and there was more raw um, energy and uh, emotion in that promo than I've seen in a long time. And there's some connections to some things that I'll discuss here in a second. Patrick, go ahead and, uh, and get us started on how that, how that got going here for just a second. Okay. Um, that, that's, that's code for Chris has to take care of his dog. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, Punk does the uh, promo on Moxley and stuff, and uh, everybody cheers. Everybody cheers, Mox. I was, you know, in KC, we were there, and then at Rampage, um, Daniel Bryan beat Eddie Kingston in one of the best losses ever. Just the the flipping you off while you're passing out um, was great because it was just like you know, fuck you, you didn't beat me, you know. Um, uh, you know, or I didn't give up, so to speak. Uh, but yeah, having 
Punk backstage, and you know, if you do watch the thing, Punk had a smirk on his face. You know, Punk kind of always does have a smirk on his face. If you're listening and not watching, uh, Luch is back. Bones has been taken care of. I mean, not, not, not in a. Uh, He's not dead uh, Saints of Newark take care of, but in a loving pet owner take care. Of. Not in a Halloween kills take care of. We made it four uh, weeks in a row with mentioning it. God, what a garbage movie. Anyways, um, so so uh, so yeah, so Punk did have a smirk on his face, but in Punk's defense, he kind of always has that smirk on his face. It's almost he kind of like always nervous, has that, like a nervous tick, like he can't help but smile, like kind of thing. But yeah, and it's always it, it's you know, and Eddie kicks it comes back, and it, you know, you're fuming hot, you're mad. I mean, you know, he's he's half Puerto Rican, half Irish. We're not yeah. talking uh, uh, long temper <laughs> fuses there, so. Yeah. So he goes back and, you know, bitches punk out and punk tries to be diplomatic and stuff. And I think diplomacy's out the window with Kingston. He's just, you know, (laughs) so far, this has been and we haven't even gotten to it yet. Like, this has been my favorite thing CM Punk has done since he's been back because there's someone. So. That promo on Friday was fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's more specifically on Kingston's end for obvious reasons. He just went off and it felt. Wait, wait, are we talking the, uh, the interruption backstage or the in ring in ring? The interruption okay, that was, was done too. That was, that was Wednesday. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Um, but yeah, it was nuts. Uh, they, the, the, it was nice to have someone with punk who could almost out punk him. I, I think he can out talk punk. Oh, hundred uh, uh, percent. Just just having that New York sense of I mean, I you you could throw Bully Ray in there or Taz or anybody that's not that top level wrestling superstar, but from New York, you know, you're gonna have that attitude that you know don't give a fuck and you know. So, there's one thing that I wanted to bring up about this back and forth with them, and that promo in the ring specifically between the two of them apparently and i didn't see this until just recently like i think actually this morning but they it's kind of a cool thing and i almost wonder if it's something that they planned uh with this feud or what you know whatever it is first of all before i even get into that i don't know who i'm supposed to cheer in this one because kingston's so emotional and going back so far that i'm rooting for him but Punk is supposed to be like this ultimate good guy right now. So I'm really having a hard time deciding who I'm supposed to not like in this scenario. And the glory of it is I don't have to decide. I, I, I This is going to be dope. I'm really excited for this match. Um, that being said, though, and I'm going to read a word for word what this article says because I'll jumble it up if I don't, but on uh, the sportster.com, there's an article that the, the caption is Eddie Kingston reveals CM Punk John Cena promo parallels were no accident. So apparently people have been talking about how that promo had a lot of flavor from the punk Cena promo. Um, and this is the quote. It says fans pointed out parallels between punks heated promo battles with John Cena now and now Kingston highlighting that 10 years later, it's punk in Cena's role. Uh, the similarity between the two segments were no accident either. Kingston revealed as much 
to uh, give me sports Lewis Dangor, uh, calling it an Easter egg. So this is another fun part about AEW is they're filled with a younger generation who is raised on things like Easter eggs uh, being mm-hmm. commonplace. And I've, there's not been a whole lot of that in wrestling other than recent, most recently things like Bray Wyatt, you know, always throwing little Easter eggs and come find me kind of things. Um, and it's kind of cool. It's, it's clear in this scenario that punk would be the Cena because he's the griddled vet. even at, at that time, Cena wasn't really, but he still played that role. Um, grizzled vet, not griddled. I don't know what that I'm, I'm kind of hungry. I, I, I was going to let it slide. Fuck it. Thanks. Thanks buddy. Uh, yeah. and you know, and Kingston being the fired up emotional fuck you one of the two, you know, like, uh, it's super compelling. Like I I've had nothing but good things to say about this entire back and forth between them. Well, and, uh, Kingston is even more the indie darling that, punk was because kingston this if i'm not mistaken this is his first major promotion that he's yeah. ever worked for 100%. he's never worked for like even you know like the you know like ring of honor or anything like right. that i mean i, I was know. watching him wrestle at i forget what the venue is called uh it was a little like uh bw hall in st louis for glory pro and and anarchy mm-hmm. and shit like that like and everybody worshipped him on that level but there wasn't very many people, especially not common wrestling viewers and fans knew who he was before AEW before that TNT title match against Cody. Yeah. Which there's a, there's an article that he, he talks about everything. I don't know what it's called, but if you just scroll it, uh, you know, search for Eddie Kingston, you'll come up. It's, it's really good. That's wonderful information i'm giving you i don't know what it's called i'm not going to tell you what it says oh, the, the article for it yeah the really yeah, long article it's literally go on twitter and type in eddie kingston it was trending it had to have been trending for like two days straight and yeah, it is it's, it, it's um, a very wonderful read yeah it's like a it, it's probably equivalent to like five ten pages somewhere in there of like right. a book you know it's a long one so you know if you ate a lot of cheese and you're sitting on the toilet or you're going on your work break to poop and you know boss make a dollar you make a dime that's why you shit on company time read that article then getting paid Um, to poop yeah yeah here's a fun fact too if uh, if you take a a what is a 10 minute poop uh five days a week um you will get a 40 hour paid vacation at the end of the year oh that's such bullshit i i did the math and yeah it equals 40 hours (laughs) nice if you take a 10 minute poop every day you know these are i, I mean see that's the thing i don't think i spend an entire 10 minutes pooping that no i don't but i yeah yeah i mean you know i spend uh however long it is and then the rest of the time i'm you know playing games or something what are we talking about right now <laughs> where, did, where did this conversation go um, uh, I don't know. Uh, talking about Eddie Kingston being shit. It, okay, uh, so it says Eddie Kingston got no business fucking being here. Uh, is the that's article. it. Um, and literally go to uh, Eddie Kingston's Twitter. He's got a link for it. Otherwise, was, literally all I did was type in Eddie Kingston in the search bar, and it, it was. I was, I was stalling so you could look up. I was giving I was giving dogs some fuel to. <laughs> that talk that's, shit about. that's your. That's why I got you, buddy. Cause you're just, you're just the best at what you do. Um, and speaking of that, it's funny. I should be getting it today. Maybe hopefully before I go to work today, I, I caved and I bought Moxley's book. 
Nice. It was 18 bucks on Amazon. Like, yeah, I uh, I have a birthday and Christmas coming up, so I'm not allowed to buy anything for myself, especially um, wrestling. But the bir- the birthday, yeah, the birthday fairy might uh, might have something for me. So I think she uh, I think she enjoys Casey, his wife by by the way. I think she enjoys buying you wrestling stuff almost as much, if not more, than you enjoy having wrestling stuff. No, I think it's more. I mean, I oh, love yeah. having it, but yeah, That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's so cool considering she wasn't really even a, she didn't watch wrestling all that much before no, she knew hulk hogan steve austin and she thought steve austin and goldberg were the same person and she thought the nwo was a wrestling company hey, and that's kind of like all she knew um she's come a until, long way until we met yeah now, and now she, she got excalibur retweeting her signs she's gonna end up getting a luchasaurus tattoo on her entire back like yeah yeah, yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. So <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, but yeah, so that, that whole thing is, has been fantastic. And, uh, I, I, and then, okay. So just to kind of transition, I guess. So dynamite this week, um, there was a really good card. Cause obviously it's the go home show. So a lot of shit happened and there was a couple of things that really stood out to me uh, as great, I wouldn't say one of those two, but speaking of Punk and Kingston, their little backstage battle. Uh, and oh, that was funny. It, it, I lost it. Seeing Eddie, I don't know why, but seeing Eddie Kingston run at full speed just cracked me up. And that's nothing against yeah. him. And I don't think I'm alone on that. I'm pretty sure I've seen other people post that as well. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know. It's just, I feel like that's going to become a fucking huge meme soon because oh that, yeah that shit was hilarious just it's it's almost like you know somebody somebody told the dad that like <laughs> you know hey hey jim down the street he's he's doing up and down instead of diagonal on the lawnmower oh hell no i'm going you know, yeah you know, oh bill said he's not going to return your lot your hedge clipper oh hell no I'm gonna be- <laughs> yeah that was hilarious uh but Again, another thing, they didn't really need an entire segment on the show or go out to, to cut another promo. As a matter of fact, they could have just had that video package and didn't even have them backstage because they, don't, they didn't need this dynamite. They had yeah, last, they, week's, last week's shenanigans was enough to hold people over and make them boil for more for the pay-per-view. So they did yeah, more than they This would too. be like... This little segment was like, you know, everything was like the Sunday that you were getting, getting yep. ready to devour on Saturday. Exactly. And this little vignette was like, you know, putting a couple sprinkles or like some sparkly sugar on top of the whipped cream and stuff. Exactly. You, know, you didn't need it, but it was just like, oh, yeah, that's why this is awesome. My favorite part of that thing was was seeing Ruby Soho trying to hold back uh, Eddie Kingston. Yeah. Um, no offense to Ruby, but, uh, you know. <laughs> You're gonna get accidentally elbowed in the face. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't think uh, you're gonna stop Eddie Kingston. I mean, you know, uh, I'd, I'd watch had, that match, uh, Oh yeah, <laughs> but Punk had Sean Dean and uh, yeah. uh, D- you know Dustin and stuff holding him back. <laughs> hey, she's punk rock. You don't understand. Oh no, I love Ruby. I'm just. Uh, oh, I know. I'm, yeah, he would freight train over her. Yeah, with maybe they did like, her. No, 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 no. Knowing that he's a nice guy, he wouldn't like hit her. You know, yeah, maybe they, I, they planted her on purpose for that reason. Probably. Yeah, uh, I, I I love Eddie more and more. So you were saying you don't know who to root for? I do. Fuck 
punk. I'm, well, I'm sick of him. I'm, and, I'm, I'm over punk. I'm not even, it's not yeah. that I'm over punk. I'm over face punk. I want heel punk. Yeah. But Eddie. I, I can see punk coming more. out as a heel. Yeah. Eddie needs more. He I, needs it more. But I think, uh, I don't think he's going to win. I think he's going to, I think he's going to go over without getting over. Oh, but he does, he get does over without going over, whichever. Yeah. Um, no, I totally agree. But, uh, but yeah, I, I think Punk's going to win and I, I don't think it's going to be clean. And, you know, and the more, I, you know, the more I'm thinking about it, I mean, I don't want to see Punk in the top tier main event anymore. I don't want to see Daniel Bryan in the top tier anymore. I, you know, Ooh. I I might I, be in the minority of stuff, but I'm just Daniel like, you know, a, a hard I, one. I, I, yeah, but I saw this shit in WWE. You know, Bryan's already been to the mountaintop how many times? I you know I know Miro was a WWE guy, but I really want I don't think he will, but I really want Miro to win because I hey, think wait, Miro before, before you get into those predictions, okay, we can we can go over that in the next segment. Okay, okay, but, so so I will I will sum it up. I I I don't want to see the top tier WWE guys coming in and just being top tier AEW guys right away. Um, in a year, okay, but thing eh. is though, in a year they'll be basically ready to start moving up their homegrown talent. So having these big names in now probably makes more sense in the long run for the younger talent. Because if you, if yeah, you, well, if, oh, I'm not saying like Darby and jungle boy and stuff have to be right. in there, but there are other options. Oh, that, there are, you know, you're right. You know, I'm shit. You could give Dustin a run for Christ's sake, but look what they did with Jericho. So mm-hmm. Jericho comes in to be the guy, the champion, once he lost the title, he's still on TV every week, but he's not a top player. He's in, he's in, you know, one of their top three or four storylines, um, but he's not the top guy anymore. And I feel like that's what they're going to slowly do because a lot of these guys like Brian Danielson and those guys, like he can go still. He's not, he, you know, he didn't think. Oh he yeah, was he can. To. I'm not denying but, that. But my, I, oh, I know. I know. My point being is just that he only has a few more years probably anyway in his prime. So get their primes out of the way now. And then by the time they're ready to transition out, they've got the room for their younger guys like Darby and, and Jungle Boy and those types. That's just, that's that's my theory on why they're bringing these guys in now. Because Punk's not going to be around wrestling full time in five years. I guarantee it. Nah, he's probably got maybe two or three. Right. He may still be in the business and in that company for years coming, but I don't see him being an active guy. He'll be a big show. You know, mm-hmm. he'll, he'll come in and do some high caliber matches from time to time. Probably he'll st- based on what is apparently his experience has been thus far that that company, I see him wanting to stick around to help the younger talent, whether he's in the ring or not with them. So time wise, I think it makes sense to boost these guys to put one more eyes on their product because that is helping since punk and Brian Danielson have been there, Adam Cole as well, but those two specifically, um, it has helped them tremendously. Um, and then once they get all those viewers from them coming in this early, then maybe they'll stick around to see all these younger talent later. You know, that's just the way, I don't know. That's the way I see it, but. Uh, no, I, and I understand, I, I understand why they're doing it. I'm just saying, I don't, I don't, I don't want it. <laughs> <You know? laughs> uh, fair you enough. Know, I, I, I see all the logic and I agree with I, everything I, you're saying. I'm just I, saying I, that, yeah. you know, uh, I, I, you know, I, I want to see, 
And I can see in six, eight months, a lot of these younger talent getting a lot of pushes and stuff. Right. And, um, but, but I think, I think there's, you probably have enough top tier talent that you can, you know, right. So I don't you're, know. You're not, yeah, that's just my opinion. Well, and so that kind of goes into what I was going to bring up next is the other thing that stood out the most. Well, one of the things that stood out the most to me uh, from this week's dynamite was, and maybe I'm thinking, I don't know. I could be overthinking this. I also miss, missed bits and pieces of the show because um, I had it on last night when I got home from work and was trying to get some other things done at the same time. Um, but main event was Dax Hardwood uh, with Tully Blanchard versus Pac. Pac uh, and it was fucking awesome. Of course it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, those two together are like, it's another one of those. Like, I don't know why I didn't think about it before, but they're perfect together. Mm-hmm. Um a lot of gnarly back and forth. Uh, ultimately, Pack 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 wins. Pack 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 Pack. Ultimately, he wins, um, and he's got the what's it called the uh, brutalizer, the the submission. Yeah, it's like go. the rings of Saturn. Yes, but he won't let go of it. So Cash comes out to attack him, and then the lights go out. And this is where I think I'm overthinking it. Maybe I'm not knowing how AEW is sometimes like both the lights go out, they come back on and the two people in the ring are Malachi black and Andrade who have both been teasing a uh, stable of some kind house of black and, and Andrade hasn't really said anything specific. Um, but uh are, are they going to be in cahoots or is this just because of storyline? Because if Andrade and Alistair or and Malachi black become a thing, that's going to be insane. Yeah. But I, I think you need, you know, in, in some of the uh, factions, you can, you can have a hodgepodge. You look at the Hardy family office, you look at inner circle, the pinnacle, you know, you could have, but in something like house of black, that's a little more nuanced. You, you need some similarity. And I mean, I, you know, Andrade, I do not see fitting in. I could see them, you know, uh, I mean, Darby would fit in um, just that brooding character. I could see them bringing in some, uh, you know, signing some talent, some release talent from Ring of Honor or, and or uh, WWE, like uh, Big Damo. Well, I see Big Damo, go, you know, coming in and, you know, just in his Killian Dane role, he was insanity. Right. Um, or even you better, know. you know, that's basically like what Miro is basically Rusev, but way more fucking bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the next Pokemon evolution of it. Right. Um, well, you know, you've got well, like just Abaddon. like. Yeah, yeah, Abaddon would be great. Well, yeah, just like um, uh, fucking Alistair Black is what, or your Malachi is a big evolution right. of Alistair. So okay, um, then so why why was Malachi Black there then? Because the feud, the connection is Cash and or is FTR and Andrade at the moment, um, and MJF obviously, and then the feud, Andrade Pack, right. So mm-hmm. where's Malachi Black fit in on this then? Okay, so you got FCR working with Andrade, right. and uh, uh, they were kind of helping Malachi too. Um, and then they're working; they're with Tully, 
you know. Right. And then you have Arn oh, working okay. with okay. Cody. Yeah, and all right. I see so what you're saying. Cody and, uh, you know, it, it's a little convoluted. It is, it, but now I mean, that you they, say that, it makes sense, though. So so they're setting up the, the Arn and Tully. Um, <gasps> you already said it. So MJF versus Darby is at full gear. Mm-hmm. Are they maybe going to tie Darby in with, well, they're not going to do that yet either because they got Sting and they haven't really aimed towards Sting not being around. So they're not going to put Sting yeah, with Yeah, no, I don't, I don't, and Dar- Darby, I was just saying his character would fit into a faction. I think that would be he, awesome. But at this say. point, he's, he's so much of a name himself. True. Just like, they don't I mean, like throw, throwing Adam Cole in as a lackey in, uh, in uh, the elite, I'm like he was the leader of the undisputed area night. You know, he was the leader of the Bullet Club. You know, yeah. So, you know, I, I don't see that uh, lasting. Well, that's going to be uh, the implosion of the super elite, is what it's going to come to. I, Kenny and and I'll talk about this. I actually I should wait because about okay. Kenny. Yeah, Kenny. and I got I got an idea about it too. So okay, so what do we, let's let's, so let's table all that. that. And we'll move on. Huh? Yeah, let's move on to full gear. Okay, we're going all in on full gear. Yeah. Double or nothing. <laughs> Double or nothing. So I'll I'll run through the card real quick and then we'll 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 kind of pick There's it apart. There's no way out. Yeah. So we'll pick it apart as we after I get through the card. So we've got We sold out. <laughs> Son of a bitch. I keep thinking I'm muted or something because you're just calling things out. <laughs> this is a December to dismember. <laughs> November to remember. Uh so we've got November rain. Oh, Jesus Christ. Shut up. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, God. Uh, so we've got Nyla Rose with Vicky Guerrero and Jamie uh, and Jamie Hader. Uh, Hader, Hader uh, versus uh, with Rebel and Britt Baker versus Sheeta and uh, Thunder Rosa in a tag team match. It's pretty stacked. That's actually going to probably be a pretty badass match. Um, then we've got Kenny Omega with the elite versus hangman Adam page. And I'll come back to that. Uh, that's for the AEW world championship, Britt Baker with rebel and Jamie hater versus Ty Conte and Anna J with Anna J. Uh, this one, uh, they have Brian Danielson and versus Miro. Uh, and it's the final in the world championship eliminator tournament, uh, to determine the number one contender, Basically, uh, then we've got Inner Circle versus uh, the Men of the Year and ATT. Um, after Wednesday, I'm actually more excited for this than I was previously because with Dan Lambert putting Jericho through the table and all that. God, that was that was the ugliest power bomb. It was, but we'll, we'll come back to that too. So then we've got the Lucha Brothers um, uh, versus FTR for the AEW Tag Team Championships. Zero Mero. Uh, Darby Allen with Sting versus MJF with Wardlow. Uh, CM Punk versus Eddie Kingston. Banger. Christian Cage and Jurassic Express versus the Super Click. And, the, and uh, that's a fall, Falls Count Anywhere match. So that, that should be interesting. That's my sleeper match. I think Same. that can steal the show. Same. Uh, and then, of course, we've got Pac versus Cody Rhodes. Or, I'm sorry, Pac and Cody Rhodes with Arn Anderson versus Malachi Black. And Andrade could also be a sleeper. Like, I know it shouldn't be a yeah. sleeper, but it's going to be fuck. This card is really good, and I'm still bummed that it's not in St. Louis. Uh, so uh, I'm going to skip over a few. One of the ones I wanted to talk about, and we'll jump right into that since we just discussed it, was Kenny Omega versus Hangman. Um, 
the reason I say that Adam Cole could be the main component, maybe not the main component, but he's going to play a part in the super elite or the super click, whatever you want to call them, uh, imploding is because my prediction is that Hangman's taking the title. I feel like I'm going to be wrong about that, but I think it's time. I think Kenny's had it for what feels like forever. Yeah, he's had um, it for about a year. And okay, I am. I'm going to write down the predictions. Okay, so let's start with the top then. Let's go with uh, Nyla Rose uh, versus Jamie and Jamie Hayter versus uh, Sheeta and Thunder Rosa. I'm going to go with Nyla Rose and Jamie Hayter. Okay. Uh, because I don't know. I still feel like they're putting Thunder Rosa in chase mode for the title. Um, for the for the women's title, so I think if they if they lose this one, it's just gonna make Nyla Rose hasn't been really been doing a whole lot other than dark and dark elevation. It seems like lately she's been around, but um, I don't know. So that's my prediction for this one is Nyla Rose and Jamie Hader. Patrick's cold as ice. He's frozen. He's uh, what's the, what's the uh, what's it called the uh, the snowman from Frozen? Okay. All right. So oh, uh, Olaf. Yeah, you're Olaf because you're frozen. Can you hear Hello? me? I can. Okay. Yeah, you just you've been freezing up a little bit. So who do you got for that? Okay, I think I think everybody in my fucking house is on the internet. So. Okay, so you know we both we both choose Nyla and Hater. Okay, so number two, Kenny Omega versus Hangman Adam Page. I've got Hangman Adam Page. Uh, we're going the same on that. Okay. Next, we've got Britt Baker versus Ty Conti for the women's, the AEW Women's World Championship. I'm gonna go with Britt Baker. We're the same on that. <laughs> and I'm not, and see, I feel the same about Ty Conte that I feel about Adam Page to an extent. I think she'll, She's get, not it ready, I don't she'll think. get it down the road. But she, it, mm-hmm. either that, what they should do is, in all honesty, they should be putting the TBS title on Ty Conte soon. Let her run with that, show that she can be a champion, and then give her another round of AEW Women's Championship match. That's just my view. Um Brian Danielson versus Miro uh, for the final. This one's tough, if I'm being totally honest, because per our discussion earlier, Daniel Bryan's already primed as a top guy. So him being fast-tracked to the world title picture is kind of a bummer in AEW standards. If it was WWE, it would make sense. That's just what they do. They do whatever they want, and anybody can challenge anybody at any time. With the ranking system they have in place, though, Daniel Bryan can fast-track that ranking system by beating Miro in this eliminator. And that's why they have this tournament, is so Daniel Bryanson can win. So I'm going Brian Daniel Bryanson. I'm Daniel Bryan Daniels. I'm going to go with Miro. Oh, shit. Because, again, in AAW fashion, they their surprises are really good. And Miro, now that he's lost the TNT title has lost a little bit of, they need something to, to make, to monster him up again. A little bit of a shine. The only other thing is that if, if Brian Danielson wins, Miro's going to come out ahead by after, 
after the you know post match beating the living shit out of him and taking him out for a while almost possibly like ruining a chance for him to win the title down the line like if this is going to turn into a feud i'm all for brian danielson winning this but i would prefer to see miro get that shot and he just oh, I, w- I would i would prefer miro but i'm going danielson i'm going head above heart on this one yeah i get it uh Inner Circle versus Man of the Year and ATT. What do you got? Uh, <laughs> Inner Circle doesn't need it, but Jericho didn't need to beat MJF. You know. Um, yeah. And this one, it's a little easier for me on this one, but. I think, eh, I think I'm going to go inner circle just because they're the fan favorites. So I'm going inner circle as well. And it's only because I feel like inner circle does need it. Jericho didn't inner circle kind of does because otherwise, what are they even still doing now? There's always the factor of, well, they're not really even feuding with MJF and the pinnacle anymore. So I don't see that playing a much of a role that would be way too overbooked. To have two, yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad that feud is. I'm glad that feud is over. Yeah, I mean it. It was cool, but it, oh yeah, yeah, it was great. It was just I, they it they cut it time. off just as it was starting to get old. You I, know, they I were agree. like, okay, we'll have the blow off. But same can be said about the inner circle for me personally. I like I get why they're a thing because otherwise everybody but like uh, Sammy Guevara, um, kind of just is floating around not mm-hmm. with much else to do because I'm not a big Jake Hager fan. Regardless, uh, Santana and Ortiz should be booked to the fucking moon, but I think maybe they're waiting on them. You know, maybe I they're, think so too. They're, that's going to come. And I think when it does, it'll have a huge payoff. And Jericho is Jericho. Like I love Chris Jericho, the character, but what else is there for him to do if he's not in the title picture? So keeping the inner circle uh, thing makes sense. So I'm going inner circle. Um, and that's a Minneapolis street fight, by the way, I forgot to mention that earlier. Um, and then how does that differ from like a New York street fight? I get, I'm sure they mentioned it on a, a promo with that a I wasn't listening to loot fish or something. <sighs> Minneapolis, Minnesota. Maybe Minnesota. A, it's a, so you hit them and you go, oh, don't you know? They're going to say, oh, golly gee, I just hit you in the head. Don't you know? It's a, how about you now? Street fight. Uh, so uh we're not canadian eh we're not we're americans uh so the next one up is uh for the aw tag team championships we have the lucha brothers versus ftr i am going with lucha bros lucha bros zero mirror we agree again Woo! uh yeah i don't Uh, and now again, FTR is going to get their day, but they have some some plastic lunch tray titles right now. So, and uh, they, they weren't they already AEW tag team champs? Yeah, but that doesn't mean before, they yeah, two time before I started watching. So yeah, um, and I, I yeah I don't see them taking both straps off Lucha Brothers. No, I don't think so either. And honestly, they even though they've done well with the titles, I still don't think they've done a lot with those titles. And I think maybe it's the language barrier thing. Maybe I'm way off on that, but they just I feel like they like AEW cares about their tag teams, and that's mm-hmm. obvious. Um, but 
I don't know. There's, there's either something brewing in the background with the Lucha bros or they're just making sure they put those titles on them because they deserve it. And you know, whatever it may be, but I don't know. I think the Lucha brothers need to hold on to them for a little while longer. I think they're setting up for a longer run for them, you know, and yeah, I I think having Alex Abrahantes is brilliant because just the, you know, Penta says, uh, I love that. Um, Yeah. So so I I see them having it for a while. And the only other thing that people could bitch about is that, okay, so FTR goes over to AEW and loses all the time, but the difference is here compared to WWE is that their losses here haven't really hurt them. They're still, they're storytelling still. They're still like, you can lose every fucking match and still tell a coherent story. And I think that's part of what they wanted to do. They wanted to work with the people they wanted to work with and they wanted to make sure that they were relevant. And our FTR is as relevant now as they ever have been lose or win. So I don't think it's going to hurt FTR to lose. As a matter of fact, a group like, or a tag team like FTR losing actually probably kind of helps the develop the development of that team in the long run. Cause I don't think a lot of people look at it that, that way. They think of losses as a bad thing when sometimes it can be used as a tool to boost them. So, um, but yeah, so, so we're all, right. There's so many examples of that. Um, and AEW has a really good way of doing that. Same with what I said about Miro, Brian Danielson, if Miro loses, they're going to be telling a story for that. It's not just going to be him. Oh, he lost. Fuck him. Like, we're never going to talk about this again, like other places. So, yeah. So next up, we have uh, Darby Allen with Sting versus MJF with Warlow. And that's a determining. That's a that's a thing, too, is that they made sure to mention those two would be with those uh, those two wrestlers um, at ringside. This one's tough. Again, like the Jericho conversation, I feel like MJF needs to win more because Darby can bounce back. He's a good guy. It's okay. He's a, he's a maniac. So if he loses, he's still going to look good losing MJF and a uh, shout out to uh, who was that um, on our Twitter had mentioned that they had been catching up on our show mm-hmm. and wanted to know if MJF needed the win or not. Um, let me see if I can find that real quick. So, oh yeah, it was from, from Clint, uh, I believe. Oh no, no, no. I'm sorry. It was at rushed ruined, uh, rush ruined, uh, LOL. I don't know. F T W Hausen, uh, on Twitter, but he said he had been, uh, catching up on the show and said, do you think MJF needs wins to solidify him as a main event player or is his heel work, uh, enough to make him believable as a main event player. And we kind of went a little back and forth. Join in on that discussion. It's on my Twitter uh, at Lucha Chris TV. I almost said at BFR Lucha Chris. <laughs> uh, old school. And at, you know, and why not stop over and say hello to Patrick at pay, 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 at Patriot Pat underscore 1776. So anyways. Uh, you can see what I did last night. I went and saw the fucking monkeys. I saw that. Hey, hey, we're the... It was awesome. They're, hey, hey, we're they're the like podcast. Nine, they're like 900 years old, little old men. Okay, anyway, go ahead. Yeah, so uh, so I'm going to go with MJF. Um, God damn it, we're tied again. Yeah. Uh, and again, and 
per that discussion with uh, Rush, or I mean, sorry, Hush, uh, I think he wins either way because he's so good at being a piece of shit. Like he's, he's so, so much of a classic pro wrestler in the sense that people, the same with Dan Lambert, like, and he's not a pro wrestler, obviously, but the ability to have, I love Dan Lambert. I think he's amazing. And, but I was as loud, if not louder than anyone in that crowd in Kansas city screaming, shut the fuck up, even though I could listen to him fucking talk for an hour. And that to me is the epitome of what this business is supposed to be. Like it's before the smart Mark bullshit. Like, yeah, we love the guy, but it's because we fucking love hating him. And Mm -hmm. MJF is that same guy. He could never wrestle a day in his life and would still have an entire mountain of heat. And that's what makes a good wrestler. It's not just his ability in the ring. I think he should start piling up some wins eventually, but if he wins during via fuckery, you know, that that's a whole nother story. Um, but yeah, I, I think MJF is going to win, should win this one, but if he doesn't, I won't be upset because he's going to bounce back. Either one of these two are going to bounce back no matter what. So, well, I was thinking because both of them are coming off losses. Yep. At the land, at yes. uh, all it's in, even, even play field. So, right. so it's not like one needs the win more, you know, more than the other based on pay per view records. Are both right. coming off losses? Exactly. My uh, thing, my yeah. big thing is uh, MJF only wrestles like six times a year. Yeah, yeah something he, like that. He need he needs more reps in the ring. I mean, he's good, but yeah, he's not yeah, great. We need to see him more than he's not a great mm-hmm. wrestler. He's a good wrestler. No, he's but, good, but yeah, yeah. What's get what's getting him over is his uh, his character uh, promo skills. Yeah, his the, as a whole, the character of MJF is what works best and is what mm-hmm. it's what is ultimately putting him in the position he's in because he's not a fantastic wrestler. He's a good enough wrestler to be on TV and have these high caliber matches. But he knows what he's doing outside of yeah. just being a fantastic. He's not Brian Danielson level of good, but he is a great character for pro wrestling. And that's it's a very old school approach. Um, mm-hmm. Next up, we have CM Punk versus Eddie Kingston. I'm going CM Punk because I think we have to at this point. Um, and like you said earlier, I 100 percent agree. Eddie's going to look like a fucking badass regardless. Um and Punk, you know, obviously they're telling a story with Punk right now with this whole coming back and, and wrestling some, the, the, not necessarily the young guys, because Eddie's not young. He's been doing it for a million years now. But the ones that I feel like he thinks needs it the most, um, and which I appreciate. Uh, but I think Punk is going to come, come, come over, go over. Uh, words. Win. Win. He's gonna win. I'm, I'm I'm going Eddie. I'm going I'm going oh, hard over hot. Ed. I I know I I know Punk's gonna win, but I'm just I'm loving Eddie right now. And I agree. Yeah, I can't go against him. He is um, just like uh, Casey will tell you when I was watching uh, when we were watching WWE, we would do match cards and stuff, and I I would never bet against Drew. Uh, right. I absolutely love Drew Mac. I get um, it. So, so there are just some people. I absolutely love Moxley. I, you know, so there are some people that I cannot. I, I got go you. Yeah. against. Then Kingston is one of them. 
thing is, as, as much as this feud is blown up and they've blown up on each other and there's this big battle, I think because of that, when Punk wins, there's going to be that giant show of respect at the end between both of them, unless, which I don't think it'll be Punk, but unless they decide to flip one heel in the midst of that, and that's a totally different story. I don't think that's going to happen, though. I think they're both too loved uh, to do that to either one of them just yet. It's obviously not time yet for Punk, even though I think it is. Um, but he's still got some time before he does that. He's gonna. I feel like he should do that if he ever finally gets a chance to win the title. And he goes in as the one that people want to see win, but flips, does a double turn of some kind, and wins the title as the heel they didn't want. They wanted Punk to win as the face. That kind of thing. Like I think that would be epic. Um, but yeah. So I'm going to go with Punk. You got Eddie Kingston. We're both going to be winners, <laughs> you and I, on that one, because that's going to be a fucking great match. Uh, next up, we have Christian Cage and Jurassic Express versus the Super Click, Adam Cole and the Young Bucks. Um, man. So per my Omega, see, this could go obviously many ways, but based on how I had approach the Omega match and where this is on the card. I feel like either Omega losing the title will be, will most definitely start the implosion of the elite or the click super click, um, which would carry on into this match. But Christian cage jungle boy and Luchasaurus are very hot faces in the company right now um man I, you you go ahead what, what what do you got on this one because i can't i can't okay so here's i, I, I was kind of thinking about this so as much as i love uh Jurassic express and cage um i i'm gonna go with super click here's my reasoning on it uh i see adam cole getting the win i see adam cole getting the pin um uh, yeah I, I think if they did it right, they would have Adam Cole pin Christian. Um, and then, you know, cause he's the top dog of that team. Yep. Then I would have, you know, then later on in the ma- in the night, uh, Kenny Omega loses. I say through, you know, they, they try to do some shenanigans and stuff. Hangman come, you know, comes out on top, you know, if fucking dark order comes out and helps and stuff, Adam Cole tries to help Kenny. Uh, you know, and it doesn't work. I don't think they're going to do the Adam Cole swings at Hangman, Hangman ducks, and he hits right. Kenny. I don't think they're going to do that. I think he's going to he's going to try to help Kenny, and but Kenny's still going to lose. And then after that, Adam Cole's going to be like, "What the fuck? I did, you know, I did all that for you when you couldn't even, you know." And then the shine is going to be taken off Omega. See, and I think you're on to something there. Um, but first of all, who do you, who are you going to take to win then? Oh, you said the, the super click. Oh, right? yeah, I said click. So I'm going to go with super click. And I wish I would have said that first because I don't want to think people to think that you're uh, you swayed me on this. But you made a very valid. I'm very point. persuasive. It's I mean, look at true. me. It's that beard, man. Um, so <laughs> because we just had this discussion, like whatever, 20 minutes ago. Cole being the ex-leader of all of these factions mm-hmm. of the past, there's going to be a little of a, of a riff. And 
Omega is going to feel threatened. And knowing Adam Cole, he's also real cocky, you know? Mm -hmm. And so he's like, "Eh, maybe it won't be, it'll be a little bit of a slow burn, but Adam Cole over time is going to hold that fucking loss over, over Omega's head. And now he's got the young bucks with him. And then there's always the possibility of Bobby fish. Mm -hmm. He could be making the new super click. And Damn. so it kind of separates the the players a little bit. And that makes it a new product because the super click wasn't really a thing. It was always bullet club or the elite. So the fact that they're calling this the super click, and maybe that was a term used before. I don't, I don't know. I didn't watch ring of honor that back then, but that's a very interesting take. And uh, so, yeah, I think I'm going to have to go with the super click as well. That's, that's a very, again, that's interesting storytelling. Yeah, yeah, and and I can see the slow burn and stuff, and when they're doing interviews, and Kenny's like, blah, 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 and then Adam's like, yeah, like how you lost the title. And, and that Kenny's- can work its, <laughs> work its way into a fucking Kenny Omega face turn down the road, because I'm, I wouldn't That's, a, that's what I'm thinking. You they, know? they kick him out, um, and I mean, who knows, because rumor is that KO and uh, KO, both KOs, yeah. their, uh, their contracts are up, you know, in the, it, soon. Yeah, so they might come in and you know reform Mount Rushmore Bullet Club Super Click Elite <laughs> Undisputed Era. You know, hot take. I don't want to see Kevin Owens in AEW. Really? Not really. I want. Problem is, I know <laughs> what he, I know what he would do there would be different than what I know him of in WWE. He would be able to go back to his roots a little bit. But I'm going to be honest. I don't care. Like I'll enjoy um, it when it happens, but I don't care. Casey, the the wife, Lucha Case, Lucha Case. She brought up a good point. She she said that basically Kingston is AEW's version yep. of KO. hundred percent. But he's got the freedom to be every. You know, he's not the family yeah, guy, J- so he's not dad. You know, like that. Like Ke- Kevin Owens is a nice guy, and so is Kingston, obviously. But I know exactly what. But but he also, you know, he doesn't have you know. The, the reins of Vince and right. Johnny Ace and all them telling him and Bruce Pritchard telling him what to do. Yep. You know, he's, he's got more freedom. So yeah, bringing KO. In, okay. I guess. Yeah. Bringing KO in, you know, it would just be, a, a, I don't know, a great value Eddie Kingston at that right. point. No offense and to that, KO. But, no, I totally get what you're saying, man. Like I love Kevin Owens. Don't get me wrong. I fucking love him. And I loved Kevin Steen, but I, like I said, I'll enjoy it if it happens, but I don't, it's not on my wish list by any means. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it, it, he could go to Impact. He could go to Japan. He could take a break for a yeah. while. He know, you know, he wants to hang out at home with his family for a while. You know, mm-hmm. like, yeah, his kids break. are young too. Come back, mm-hmm. do whatever you want at that point. But he could go to Japan and probably do better than anywhere. Um, yeah. But um, moving on from there, uh, we got Pac, Pac and Cody Rhodes versus, which is weird. Uh, sort of. I get it though in this match versus Malachi Black and Andrade El Idolo. Um, man, I got to go with Malachi and Andrade on this one. Not because I'm a huge Malachi Black mark, but because again, I feel like Malachi specifically needs a win. I, he. he Although his feuds have been really cool and Cody is, I don't care what anybody says. I fucking love Cody Rhodes. Um, but I feel like Malachi and Andrade need it more than Cody pack is a different story, 
But again, Pat can kind of do no wrong. So a loss isn't going to hurt him in my opinion. And Cody, obviously it won't hurt him because they, he's going to, Cody's the example of what I'm trying to say about wins and losses and storytelling. Cause every time Cody loses, it turns into another element of his store of his character. Like, you know, I took this loss. How am I going to grow from that? That's what Cody does whether he takes it in a negative direction or a positive direction, he uses his wins and losses. And I think that's the example that's set in the company altogether is that nobody has really lost any matches in AEW. Like they're all, they all mean something. Um, So yeah, I'm going with Alistair. I mean, uh, Malachi Black and Andrade. I'm going with Malachi and Andrade as well. And um, I think I think, yeah, like you were saying, I think this needs to be done to push uh, Cody's story. Um, it's going to push a lot of stories, I think. I would, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if um, you see a, you know, a, it might not be right away, but, you know, could see an Andrade face turn because people do love him. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's an interesting one. Um, I don't know. It could be planting the seeds for it, or they could be teaming him up with Malachi to be like, no, stop cheering him. <laughs> you know, he's supposed to be a heel. Well, and that's the thing. Like, I don't know where this is on the card, but because uh, according to the list I'm looking at, it says one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. But I don't think that's the order of the of the card because no, because they would because um, you wouldn't have the world title match. As I don't know. One of they, the opening matches. They've done that. You know, they're going with one of the hottest storylines as the main event, if that's the case. But then why wouldn't you do Christian Cage, Jungle Express, and the Super Click as the main event? Or, you know, so who knows? We'll find out, obviously, on Saturday, right? Saturday night? Mm-hmm. Okay. See, I'm man, it sucks. I have to work Saturday night, so I'm probably going to buy the discounted pay-per-view and watch it when I'm off on Sunday. Because um, I'm still going to get it. I have to. But And I would buy it that night from Bleacher um if i didn't have to work but i'll I'll be watching live and live tweeting so chris stay off twitter i'm I'm gonna try my fucking best uh otherwise i may screw up and and buy it and watch it from my phone at work but i don't want to do that because i'll just buy it for like 20 bucks instead of the 50 bucks um so yeah that's uh that's the full gear card that's our predictions for full gear i want to i can't wait i think it's tomorrow as well uh band from ringsides episode will drop and i think they're doing predictions as well so i'm actually kind of curious as to uh what what they predict um man we're supposed to do a what if like i said but we're at an hour already um, yeah so <laughs> i'm gonna be a dick and i'm gonna do this what if anyway but it's gonna take like three minutes you ready okay all right and you can chime in if you'd like to but i think you're gonna agree I'm glad I can speak on our show. Yeah, right? I'm going to allow I'll allow it. Uh, I'm going to make that into a t-shirt now. I'll allow it. So my uh, what if for the week that I decided to uh, sneak up on Patrick, he doesn't know what it is, but it goes with the AEW discussion is what if All In had flopped and AEW never happened? Now, oh. to be fair, we will do this again. Because there needs to be, there, there's a whole discussion we could have. We could almost do an entire episode on this. But because we're short on time and because I'm in the spirit of being kind of feisty. 
sassy. I'm being very sassy right now. If you're watching on YouTube, <laughs> I'm like a snake, a sassy snake. Uh, so what if AEW had flopped? Well, uh, one, we probably wouldn't have sideways in time because I refuse to have a podcast that only is about dog shitting all over WWE and their bullshit product. Um, I also think the only positive that could have happened from this is that maybe NXT hadn't changed, but I doubt that too. They would have done that anyway. Um, and yeah, so basically what if WWE or AEW hadn't happened, we'd still be either watching wrestling or we wouldn't be watching wrestling anymore. I think that's pretty much what it comes down to for a fan like me. Uh, I think uh, I wouldn't have, I mean, I'd just be watching WWE. I wouldn't have had any interest in, uh, you know, well, there is no AEW, but I wouldn't have had any interest in Ring of Honor or Impact or MLW or GCW or, you know, New Japan or anything like that. I would have kept up on on them, but I wouldn't have probably watched them. I would, you know, it would have been more of a, you know, new guy debuts in NXT and I'm like, oh, who's this guy? Oh, he came from Impact. And, you know, right. yeah, but yeah, I wouldn't have, you know, I would have just stuck with the network and, you know, and would have just been the, the happy little peacock. minion. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We would have all been making excuses as to why we still watch Raw and SmackDown. I, I, I don't even think I'd be making excuses because there wouldn't be an alternative. So I'd just be like, you know, I just watched wrestling because I like, you know, I watch WWE because I like wrestling. I watch football because I, or I watch NFL because I like football, you know, I mean, it would just be that kind of thing. I'd still be going to journey pro shows. I'd still be going to glory pro and anarchy shows. Like I would still be doing my indie thing. Cause I, I just love that community. I love that atmosphere. But as far as Ron SmackDown, I might be watching it right now. I might. And, yeah. I, but I highly doubt it. I'd be keeping up with what's going on on it, on the internet and Twitter and all that. Sure. Um, shit. I don't even know if my fucking Twitter account would still be Lucha Chris. You know, at that point, I probably would have just turned it into a movies and video game platform. Like, literally, AEW, and this is going to sound like the markiest Mark Mark thing I could possibly say, AEW kept me interested in pro wrestling right as soon as I was getting ready to completely fall out of it again. Yeah. What if AEW hadn't happened? Fucking, that's what. Yeah. Yeah, you would have no Patriot Pat, no Lucha Chris. And I wouldn't get all the way up to 150 followers on Twitter. Yeah. And I'd be at like whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, hey, nudge, nudge. Everybody. You see that little the, Follow. little, the little at down there. It says at Patriot Pat underscore 1776. First of all, this man is a comedian. Second of all, he's a fucking veteran. Third of all, he's it, because he's a comedian. He's actually kind of funny sometimes. Uh, sometimes. Uh, fourth of all, he fucking has some great hot takes. Fifth of all, I retweet his stuff sometimes. And sixth of all, so does Excalibur. So all I'm saying is he's a fucking interesting follow. And you know what? You should follow him. <laughs> hey, everybody. Thank you, fucking thank you for joining us for episode zero one zero. That's ten. And I almost the binary episode. We are in the double digits, baby. Hey, everybody, (laughs) like I said, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. If you're watching on YouTube and as of course, sideways and time network on YouTube, jump on there, hit the subscribe button. If you're watching the videos, hit the like button. Honestly, 
all it does is help our channel. Um, and again, I say it every week, the more attention we get on that YouTube channel, the more subscribers, the more we see you guys are paying attention, the more content we have to unload on you. We have so much shit we want to do on that YouTube channel that we will definitely dedicate the time to do if we notice you're paying attention. So as of right now, obviously, we only have these videos up for the podcast. We also dropped the one that was the uh, the post-air uh, segment from Casey's Dynamite last week, which was really cool. It's like a 13-minute video of uh, – it, it, there's a lot on there, but it's a good time if you want to check that out. Um, but yeah, it, it takes no time at all to subscribe. You never have to hit that bell if you don't want to, but it, subscribing helps regardless. Um, and then of course at podcast kind on Twitter. Uh, hey, Patrick, send us out of here, bud. Okay. Well, uh, uh, first off, uh, happy Veterans Day to all my fellow vets out there. Um, well, this will uh, this will air afterwards. So I hope you had a happy Veterans Day. Um, uh, secondly, and from the bottom of my heart, uh, with all sincerity, fuck dog. Um, and thirdly, finally, <laughs> I love you, dog. Uh, my oh, look, yeah, look at that, fuck dog, broken heart. And uh, finally, remember, you see your favorite wrestler, mark the fuck out, or your favorite lucha. That'd be me. Hey. Speaking of a uh, dog and breaking hearts, it's the real life heartbreak kid over here. What do you think about it, Mike? Anyway, everybody, we'll see you next week. And uh, maybe we'll go with like a somewhat. Oh, we've actually got a new segment for you next week, too. And it may be awful, but we're going to do it anyways because it, it's going to be fun for us. Uh, and maybe that'll help you guys have fun watching us have it's, fun. It's performance art. We'll just leave it at that. It's going to be fun. It'll be interesting. And if we like it, whether it catches on or not, we're probably going to do more of them because I actually really like the idea. Uh, other than that, we will talk to you guys next week. And as always, like he said, mark the fuck out. Later, nerds. See ya. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.